0: At Tube City Online. And good morning and welcome once again to Radio 81 WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com. Officials across the country this week, uh, well, I don't want to say celebrating, they're marking National Crime Victims' Rights Week runs from April 19th through April 25th. This year's theme of National Crime Victims' Rights Week is engaging communities and empowering victims, emphasizing the role that the entire community plays in supporting victims of crime and their recovery. Our guests this morning... And Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com have been engaging communities and empowering victims for years. They are part of the Center for Victims in Pittsburgh, although there is a McKeesport component that uh, some people will remember. They are Fran Trimpey. She is the Director of Development for the Center of Victims. And Tracy Providence, she is the Chief Program Officer. Good morning, both of you. Good morning. Uh, First of all, uh, tell us uh, your website address, please. Uh, Fran will say.
1: Um, That would be centerforvictims.org.
0: And is there a, a phone number that people can reach the Center for Victims at?
2: Sure. Um, I think what's most important is if you give our 24-hour hotline number. Yes, please. And so that number is 412-392-8582. And that's the local number. And, of course, on our website, we also have a toll-free number as well.
0: But 412-392-8582 is a 24-hour number if someone is having a crisis. Correct. Uh, Let me ask, um, Tracy, since you're the chief program officer, uh, what is the Center for Victims?
2: Sure, sure. So let me first talk about, we're located in Allegheny County, Mm -hmm. but we have offices in McKeesport, we have offices in East Liberty, so we actually serve the entire community of Allegheny County, and we're the most comprehensive, inclusive provider of services, advocacy, and education for victims of all types of crime. So we're a crime victim and witness organization, and we provide a whole continuum of services to help people get through the experience of being a crime victim.
0: I think I I, I hate to say this, but I think all of us have had have had that experience at some case. Um, In some cases, sadly, a a victim of a violent crime. In others, it may be a victim of a property crime. Uh, Does does it really span the gamut from you know violent crimes to uh, a a house burglary, for instance, where where someone may feel that they've been victimized?
2: Right. Absolutely. So, as far as our organization, we provide services to. Around 15,000 victims and the significant people in their lives each year. And so it's all types of crime. It's from domestic violence and abuse to sexual assault and rape, child abuse, elder abuse, burglary, even working with families of homicide.
0: Is it confined to Allegheny County or do you go into the surrounding counties as well?
2: For the most part, our crime victim and witness services provide services to either residents of Allegheny County who have become victims of crime or uh, obviously if the crime happened
0: in Allegheny County. We're we're talking with uh, folks from the Center for Victims this morning. They are at centerforvictims.org, and they also have a 24-hour crisis line, 412-392-8582. I'll give that several times uh, during this interview this morning. Uh, A lot of us in McKeesport remember an agency called Woman's Place. Uh, How is Woman's Place related to the Center for Victims? And, And I'll ask Fran that.
1: Um, Woman's Place um, was a strictly domestic violence victim service agency. Um, Years ago, the four victim service agencies in Allegheny County started to explore um, the option of merging, and that was due to, um, you know, a a lot of things. Um, Funders were telling us victim service agencies should merge together together, And just everyone in, we wanted to be a more comprehensive agency. So after everyone did their due diligence, Mm -hmm. it turned out that Woman's Place and the Center for Victims of Violence and Crime were the best match. So um, the result of that merger um, took place in July of 2012. Okay. So Woman's Place um, still has a shelter in McKeesport, an emergency shelter that houses 27 um, individuals and 10 units of transitional housing, which is a two-year um, program, and a step um, after emergency shelter.
0: It's a sort of a bridge program to someone getting their own apartment or their own space. Yes. Okay. Uh, what other agencies, both governmental and, and nonprofits, does the Center for Victims partner with?
2: So I'll field this one. Yeah. This is Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about how we're really integrated with various systems and that's because we want to make sure we reach crime victims at the earliest time following the incident of crime. So we work very closely with law enforcement, the Allegheny County District Attorney's Office, other legal systems professionals, as well as medical systems, hospitals social service agencies, and schools because we want to make sure that as soon as a crime happens and someone needs to reach out for help, that so many of those systems professionals also know about Center for Victims. So we work day in, day out, uh, pretty much, you know, All of our our referrals are coming from those types of entities. So we appreciate all of their help and and work with them often.
0: My gosh, that is an enormous task, though. We're we're talking about uh, Allegheny County is is roughly 1.2 million people. There are 130 municipalities, I think. So you you have all these different police agencies, uh, all these different school districts, uh, the different health care. Allegheny County is a center for health uh, providers, health care providers. So uh, how, how many folks work for Center for Victims? And are they all full-time or are they volunteers?
2: Well, we have close to 60 employees, the majority of which are full-time employees and some are part-time employees as well. Um, We also have a volunteer base that we use for a variety of different services and so, you know, we're well supported with these great staff and volunteer resources, but certainly education and training throughout the system, whether it's medical or law enforcement, it's a huge undertaking and, and so it's non-stop for us.
0: Walk me through, and maybe this is a a question for Tracy since you're the program officer. Uh, Walk me through this a little bit. So, uh, Someone is victimized um, at school, whether it's a a violent crime uh, or perhaps they report to the emergency room or they present at the emergency room and a doctor believes that they've been the victim of crime. They may not even want to talk about it, but the doctor believes that they've been the victim of of a violent crime or or a sexually violent crime. What happens then? They they call you, or do they you give they give them the number. What happens?
1: Well,
2: often we hope that professionals, our allied professionals, will recognize the signs, the warning signs, or something that the victim might have said. It is difficult to talk about, especially cases of domestic violence or sexual assault. And so, we hope that the professional um, gives them our number, and/or we welcome them to call us directly and put us on the phone immediately with the victim. Um, sometimes that's better than just giving someone a card. Very often, they're not going to call that number. Yeah. Um, you know, we know that for sure. So, we we just encourage allied professionals to be a comforting. Um, listener at that moment and kind of, you know, encourage them to talk, encourage them to seek out support and help.
0: April 19th through the 25th is National Crime Victims' Rights Week this morning here on Radio 81 WEDO and com, We're talking with representatives from the Center for Victims, uh, which also operates an emergency shelter in McKeesport, their 24-hour Crisis hotline is 412-392-8582. You you talked a little bit, Tracy, about the the sort of network of reporters. Uh, It seems to me that definitely over the past 10 or 20 years, uh, the number of mandated reporters has increased, and people are more aware of of the problems of child abuse, domestic violence, um, sexual assault. Uh, It's not... Am I correct in that that I, I think at one time maybe some of these things were either people looked the other way, or they kind of were taken lightly?
2: Well, I would say, you know, regardless, they have always been public health issues, Mm -hmm. um, real societal problems, but often things like sexual assault, domestic violence, people don't want to talk about or in particular with domestic violence they may be a neighbor and they suspect that there's a problem next door but they don't want to get involved and they see it as such a personal issue i mean we saw what happened in the past year or so with the nfl where domestic violence really then got front and center which it needs to be it is everyone's problem everyone needs to help solve the issues um so certainly with mandated reporting law changes for child abuse We've gotten more and more questions about, you know, even on our hotline, questions about I think this might be happening to, you know, a child in my school, I think this might be happening to a relative of mine. How do I support them? What do I do? And so I think all of that is good. If if the community wants to make a difference, the, the most that they can do is support victims, listen to children and, and be ready to make a call for help for that child or for that adult, you know, work, work with them to make that call.
0: We're talking this morning with Tracy Provident. She is the Chief Program Officer of the Center for Victims and Fran Trimpey, who's Director of Development. Their website is www.centerforvictims.org and they have a 24-hour crisis hotline at 412-392-8582. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you both to sort of define for me what this word victim means. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned, please. Uh. City Online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio. If you can help by making a donation, we would very much appreciate it. Go to our website, TubeCityOnline.com, and click the Donate button. And thanks for supporting independent media in the Monioc area. And we're back here on Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. Our guests this week are Fran Trimpe, Director of Development for the Center for Victims, and Tracy Provident, who is the Chief Program Officer. The website is CenterForVictims.org, and the 24-hour hotline is 412 392 Eight five eight two Fran. Uh, this is airing on Friday, the twenty fourth of April. I know some people listen to it later on the internet, but you have an event coming up later on today. What is that?
1: We do every April um, because April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. We try to get into the community just to raise public awareness about sexual violence and educate communities on how to prevent it. So, sexual violence, as Tracy said, is a major public health issue. It's a human rights and social justice issue. So we need everyone's help to end it. One of the things that we will be doing in Market Square from 11 to 2 p.m. is asking men in particular to join our Men Ending Violence uh, Challenge and Pledge. And what that is, that initiative was designed to engage more men in violence prevention programs and speak out about violence against women and girls. So domestic violence, rape, and sexual assault are often referred to as women's issues. And these crimes are not just women's issues, they're a public health issue in everyone's business. So what um, men can do is go on to um, menchallenge.org, you sign a pledge, and then once a month you'll receive educational videos, um, things to read, just talk about you know how you can be more proactive in the community. If you see someone committing a crime, how you can intervene. Um, keep yourself safe, of course. Um, But we provide those tips to men in particular on how they can work with us to end violence against women and girls. So that is one of the things we'll be talking about um, this Friday at Market Square from 11 to 2. Um, We also have speakers like um, uh, our district attorney, Stephen Cipalla, who will be talking about what the DA's office does in conjunction with Center for Victims um, and National Crime Victims Rights Week and what they're doing to prevent um, sexual assault. especially on campus. Um, so
0: give, give us a website again. It's www.menchallenge.org? Correct. Okay. Okay.
1: Also, we have um, Ben Wecht, who is the administrator of the Cyril Wecht Institute of Forensic Science and Law.
0: Yeah, at Duquesne um, University, I believe. Be
1: joining us, yeah, at Duquesne University. He will be joining us and talking about... Um, He'll be talking about the institute's upcoming seminar, which is sexual assault on campus, investigation, prosecution, Title IX, and the role of forensic nursing. So um, we're really glad that that he'll be joining us tomorrow as well. And we also um, our last. Um, speaker would be the president, Mark Frazier, of Verizon Wireless, um, who will be making a, an announcement in their partnership with Center for Victims on education um, and how we're going to work together for a marketing campaign and educating teens, parents, and communities.
0: We, we were talking off the air about the uh, incident uh, in the NFL that got made such major headlines, and of course there have been some highly publicized cases at college campuses, including, unfortunately, uh, in the Pittsburgh area. People are, this is not something that they're keeping silent about anymore. So although these are terrible incidents, I guess the fact that the the outrage has been loud and that people are taking these things very, very seriously now in a way that I don't think they were um, 20 years ago, I I guess at least is is a sign of progress.
2: I was just going to comment that we believe it's been a very positive experience to see so many people concerned about both domestic violence and sexual assault.
0: D- define for us what victim means in this context because I, I think none of us like to think of ourselves as a-, as a victim.
2: But but to speak about victims, you know, when someone becomes a victim of crime or perhaps they've been abused for a very long time in in a very unhealthy relationship, mm-hmm. victims often say, I should have done this, I could have done that. Um, and so they constantly question, you know, could I have prevented this myself? Yeah. And, really, we want to remind victims to place the blame where it belongs, it belongs on the offender, and being a victim of crime is something that happened to them. Um, And we know that they may feel their life is forever changed because they've been a a victim of abuse or crime, but they will move with support and help and services, they can and will move from being a victim to being a survivor. We don't want there to be the stigma around the term victim, but it's very true. At some point in their healing process, victims will say, okay, I'm, I'm a survivor, and I can say that this happened to me, and I can integrate it into my, my life experience. It's something that happened to me.
0: We're talking with Tracy Provident and Fran Trimpey from the Center for Victims. Their website, www.centerforvictims.org. There is a 24-hour crisis hotline at 412-392. 8582. And if you're listening to this on Friday uh, on WEDO, uh, later on this morning in Market Square in Pittsburgh, there is going to be an event, um, as you were mentioning, featuring uh, Ben Wecht, uh, featuring also, the, I believe you said, the president of Verizon Wireless talking about uh, a, a partnership. And they're going to be asking men to uh, take the Men's Challenge pledge at menchallenge.org. Um we talked, you mentioned you used the word stigma, and I think, believe I used the word stigma as well. People do blame themselves, but also, aren't they also sometimes blamed by society? Well, you shouldn't have been in that neighborhood. You shouldn't have dressed that way. You should have locked your doors. Um, we, we can sort of get into this blame game, which I, I don't think is helpful, is it?
2: No, it's absolutely not helpful, but we see it often. And again, we try to redirect and, and put the blame where it belongs, and it belongs only on the offender. You know, a lot of times that's why victims don't want to come forward, is they feel that perhaps they won't be believed, perhaps they will be blamed. And, you know, people often say, well, why, why haven't they reached out for help or why haven't they done anything about their situation? And most of the time it's fear. Um, they have a fear of retaliation. Maybe sure. there were threats made by the offender. They fear the offender in general or, again, of not being believed by whoever they tell. Um, and certainly different types of crime that are more I guess perpetrated in in secrecy and in private and, and in homes, you know, they're not they're not out there, so to speak. People don't always see what's happening. And so the victims are afraid, how will my life change if I come forward and talk about what happened to me?
0: That sounds like a good um, let's pick that up uh, after we take another quick break. Our guests this morning on Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com are Fran Trimpey and Tracy Provident from the Center for Victims. Uh, This week marks National Crime Victims' Rights Week. And I believe you also mentioned it is Sexual uh, Assault Awareness Month uh, nationally, April is. So when we come back, let's talk a little bit about the crimes that happen at home, uh, whether it's uh, a family member or maybe a caregiver. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKee Sport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com we're back here on Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. We had to say goodbye, unfortunately, to Fran Trimpey, who is Director of Development for Center for Victims. But Tracy Provident, who's the Chief Program Officer, is on the line with us right now. Centerforvictims.org is the website. The 24-hour crisis line is 412-392-8582. And Tracy, off the air, you were saying that line is strictly confidential.
2: Correct. Um, so it's really important for people to know that they can call that number 24 hours a day. They're going to get an actual staff member from Center for Victims on the line with them. And they don't have to give their name. They can just ask questions. They can get some emotional support and, you know, just talk through some situation if they like. So, again, it's our, our services are confidential. All of our services are confidential and free.
0: And they're not going to get in trouble for calling and asking a question.
2: Absolutely okay. not. No, that's what we're there for, you know, to answer questions. And of course, as as many professionals, we are mandated reporters. So if someone does disclose something to us that has to be reported, we would we would talk to people about that as, uh-huh. as we're in the course of the conversation. But we're we're there and they can they can talk to us anonymously. They don't even need to give us a name.
0: You're you're not the police. You're 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 there to to be a partner with them. Correct. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about domestic violence. The subject has come up a couple of times in this conversation. Uh, As I've mentioned, there's an increased awareness, I think, by police prosecutors and the public of the seriousness of it. I'm wondering, is there a different impact of domestic violence from other crimes that that people may face? And if so, how is it different?
2: Well, I think that I think I mentioned earlier that often people don't know about it we may have family or friends that suspect something's going on but for the most part a lot of women in domestic violence relationships and we often say women but men can also be victims of domestic violence but victims are often embarrassed um sometimes they're you know just so afraid of the losses that could happen if they tell someone like loss of income loss of a house maybe they have children what's the impact on their children and so they make decisions to stay in the relationship for, for a variety of reasons, and, you know, it's also very difficult. Often we hear from women, they have such ambivalent feelings. They really still care for this person, yeah. even though they're, they've been in an abusive relationship. So they're kind of torn, what do I do? And they start to believe, some women, that they deserve the abuse. Their self-esteem has been so diminished over the years that they believe, you know, I don't deserve better. But they do, and so we, we want women to reach out for help. Um, Allegheny County is doing a great job implementing what's called the Lethality Assessment Program. It's in collaboration with law enforcement and local domestic violence agencies. And it's a a way for police when they go to a call, that's a domestic violence call, to really screen whether this person, this victim is in danger, what's the lethality risk, um, is in danger of being killed by their abuser. So it's, it's really, we have a lot of support here in Allegheny County from all systems that treat domestic violence very seriously.
0: Let me throw um, a, little, a little bit of a curveball at you, but I don't think it is as, as, as much. Um, uh, we've been talking a lot about men and women uh, who may be victims in, in a relationship of domestic violence, but what, what I'm seeing more and more or hearing about more and more is sometimes same-sex couples or couples in the LGBTQ community who um, also can be victims of, of domestic violence by a partner. Uh, center for victims can help them as well correct
2: absolutely so you know often again we we think that maybe it doesn't happen it it does happen and it's regardless of gender and relationship it's an intimate partner mm-hmm. relationship and and it does happen and we have lots of programs here for all people
0: what happens to caregivers because you, you mentioned uh... elderly folks who may have a caregiver and, and they may also be the, the victim of uh... violence in the home or a crime in the home um, what, what sorts of things are, are happening now as, as we have an older population here in allegheny county
2: right well center for victims has a great relationship with the area agency on aging which provides protective services, essentially, for, for the elder population here in the county. And so when someone is victimized, could be uh, even financial fraud by a loved one. It could be physical abuse or neglect. You know, It's, it's similar to child abuse in that it needs to be reported yeah. and services need to be provided. And so we have specialized advocates and counselors here that will work with those situations as well.
0: We're talking right now with Tracy Providence. She's the chief program officer at the Center for Victims in Pittsburgh. They also are uh, the, I don't want to call successor, because the Woman's Place shelter in the Keysport is still open, but uh, they are the product of the merger between the Center for Victims of Violent Crime and Woman's Place. Uh, their website is centerforvictims.org. The 24-hour confidential crisis hotline that is staffed 24 hours a day is 412 392 392 Eight five eight two. We only have a few minutes left, so I don't want to digress too much, but that must be um, a very difficult work for the folks who answer that uh, crisis hotline.
2: Well, I have to say, and, and I've worked here for over 20 years, but I, I have to say that our staff are our greatest resources. They are experts. They are compassionate, really fabulous people, they want to help, and so I can't be more proud of those that answer that 24-hour crisis number and those that are in the field with crime victims every day.
0: Very briefly, how what kind of training do they have to go through before they do that?
2: Sure. Well, we have quite an extensive training because we're a comprehensive agency. Mm-hmm. We're a domestic violence center, we're a sexual assault rape crisis center, and we are an other crime, all types of crime center, as well as a community mediation center. So we've got lots of hours of training in in all of those areas, domestic violence, sexual assault, rape, and other crimes, trauma, uh, very extensive training.
0: We have just a few minutes left here. If someone hears this interview... Uh, and they maybe have been a victim of a violent crime, and they are still trying to sort of process their feelings and Of course, with the court system, it, it could be several years sometimes it, you know in, in appeals and everything right. it, it could be they could spend years going through this and, and I have to imagine that every time the case comes up or every time there 's a new hearing or they get a new letter, it opens up the same feelings for them again and again and again if, if someone has been a victim of a violent crime and they have these these powerful feelings that they keep having again and again. What should they do?
2: Well, certainly I would say if they have not been involved with Center for Victims to call our 24-hour hotline. And, you know, I I can't stress enough that regardless of whether something happened yesterday or something happened two, three years ago or more.
0: Or 20 years ago, even sometimes.
2: Right, right. We all have, you know, trauma histories, things that have happened to us in the past, and maybe something new will happen, and it brings back old memories. And so We are available to offer crisis counseling. We also offer individual, family, and group therapy services. And you mentioned a lot about the legal system. One of our largest programs actually walks people through the court and legal process. You know, it's a frightening process to go through if you've never navigated that. Very intimidating. That will walk them through the hearings, be with them as they talk to police, be with them at hospitals if they're seeking medical attention. So we really want to walk them through the legal process and be there just for the victim. And that's part of National Crime Victims' Rights Week, is to recognize that victims of crime really need to be treated at all times with dignity and respect in our system and we're really the, the crime victim centers are out there because we want to be there for victims of crime and really help them navigate that difficult process
0: and the final few seconds here what are some ways that people can help the center for victims are there volunteer opportunities for instance
2: yes there is well i would say one of the most important ways that people can help us is by getting the word out about our services okay. You know, if you've not been a victim of crime or abuse, maybe you've never seen our hotline number or our website. So when you when you hear something about an agency like ours, it's so important for you to spread the word. If you're talking to someone who's been a victim, at least you can give them a number or tell them to go to our website. We do have some volunteer opportunities, and usually we ask that people just visit our website to look for those opportunities, and we so appreciate that, as well as, of course, any donations. You know, we're a nonprofit of a medium size, and so we welcome anyone to call us talk to us about how they'd like to help whether it's their time their other resources there's lots of ways the community can help there's actually another event coming up on may 16th it's the Highmark walk for a healthy community okay and we are one of the participating agencies in that walk so certainly people can go to our website and register to walk for center for victims
0: i want to thank fran trimpey the director of development who Unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to a few minutes ago. Uh, But thank you, Tracy Provident, who is the Chief Program Officer for the Center for Victims, www.centerforvictims.org. The 24-hour confidential hotline, staffed 24 hours a day, 412-392-8582. Thank you very much, Tracy.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it, Jason.
0: And thank you for listening to Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated or WEDO Radio 810 Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link.